I was always fascinated by just looking at the instrument and I start asking for one around five years old and like every other mom and dad, they thought it was just a, a little phase I was going through. So they didn't want to invest the money and then have me quit a month later. So I kept asking and asking and asking for years. I was nine. My dad finally said, okay, we're going to get this boy a piano. <laughs> and, and they did. Your positive, positive, positive imprint, 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 imprint. Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Well, hello there. I'm Catherine, your host of this Variety Show podcast. Your positive imprint transforms how we live today for a more sustainable tomorrow through education and information. Your own positive actions inspire change. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Your Positive Imprint. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Visit my website, yourpositiveimprint.com, and learn more about the podcast and sign up for email updates. And thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Pandora, well, your favorite podcast platform. Music by the legendary and talented Chris Knoll. Check out Chris. By the way, that music playing right now is Hambone Boogie, Chris Knoll's music. Check him out, chrisknoll.com, C-H-R-I-S-N-O-L-E. And thank you again for listening and for your support of this podcast, Your Positive Imprint. What's your P.I.? I met Chris in 1997, and I knew him as John Denver's piano player during the 1990s. But during the years, Chris introduced me to his own compositions, not just for the podcast, but during my classroom years for those environmental days, school projects, and his Christmas compilations are, of course, used across the world. He plays them with passion. And I'm always excited to share his music with you, and I have some of my own favorites. Well, his talent reaches across the genre spectrum with jazz, soul, reflective melodies, the blues, just everything. He's so talented. And I certainly admire Chris for his compositions that entertain me. Chris describes his extensive career as a quest for music that makes you feel good when rhythms, sounds, melodies, and stories all come together to create magic. Well, his magic mesmerized me. It's awesome to finally, Chris, finally to have you on the show to share your positive imprints. <laughs> Chris, Noel, welcome to your positive imprint. <laughs> Aw, you do that so well. You have like the best podcast voice. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> it's so soothing and interesting. And thank you for the such kind words. My word. Oh, well, my gosh, they fit to a T you, don't they? I think I they do. <laughs> I'll try to live up to that. Thank you so much. In the last episode, episode 192, Chris and I talked about how he started his magical musical journey. And that journey includes working with some of the greatest bands and artists in the world. And he also shares his work with Mac Bailey's nonprofit, Music Therapy of the Rockies. And Chris also explained his spontaneous inspiration behind one of my absolute favorite songs, 
Woo, lay across my piano. Well, there's much more on episode 192 to enjoy, but right now we continue with episode 193 and Chris Knoll's Legacy, part two. And before I begin with the recap, here is Chris Knoll, St. Christopher and Me. It's a lonely stretch of highway from here to Santa Fe I guess that's where I'm going It don't matter anyway I might stop in Amarillo Or head south to Abilene As long as I keep moving That'll be good enough for me on the road ahead out there Looking in the rear view mirror won't get you anywhere I got a statue on my dashboard that keeps me company We'll get back St. Christopher National acts would come in, people currently on the radio, and we'd warm up and shake hands with them. And so I felt like I was brushing up against the big time, finally. And then I started getting auditions for people with record deals. I like to say they're on the radio because there was no internet, YouTube. You had to be on terrestrial radio to be on your way up or really doing anything. It was all brick and mortar radio stations. So I think my first national act that had a deal on Columbia Records was Shelby Lynn. And they were spinning her her records and I was in her band. That was the first time I was with an artist who had a record deal. I started kicking around from act to act. And the the goal is to, to get into better situations, whether that's money or accommodations or more dates throughout the year. I think from Shelby, I went to a fantastic talent on RCA named Laurie White, fabulous singer and entertainer. And then I got an audition for this unknown chick singer, nice long blonde hair named Faith Hill. I went to that audition and we just hit it off. It was great. She liked my backup singing and she liked my piano playing and I clicked with the band. So she hired me and I seen Faith turn into a superstar in four weeks. I've never seen anything like that. Uh, they Maybe released, it was your piano well, playing. Oh yeah, it was absolutely <laughs> my piano playing. Letterman booked her, Jay Leno booked her, the Grand Ole Opry booked her. And I did all that stuff with her. It was truly amazing. Uh, and in the background, while I'm doing all this, I'm meeting these other guys. His name was Steve Maddie, and I met Jerry Kerrigan, uh, iconic drummer, J. 
Jerry used to play with John Denver, and I was in a side band called the Swamp Honkies, who Jerry would mentor and sit in on drums, and he was plugged in to the John Denver people, and he dropped my name to Chris O'Connor, and John was thinking about some making some changes, and somehow I got in the mix, and I got to meet the right people right when they were booking that Asian tour where they wanted to make changes before they went to Asia, and... By God, they put me right in the band. It was incredible. No <laughs> oh. rehearsal, no audition. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations for that. Yeah. And it was fabulous. You did such a great job. And, and uh, I, unfortunately, am the only person in the world who has never been to a John Denver concert. And then, of course, 1997 came way too quickly. And... So 1997 is actually when I met you. It was small family friend gathering in Aspen, Colorado, following the funeral of John Denver. Right. And I remember that. Yep. Yep. Around the campfire and singing and. Yep. That that night you're referring to actually was the night um, a few of us powwowed and brainstormed about. The live John Denver tributes that were that were to come, and I think the first one was at the Birchmere the following January, um, put together by Ken Roberts and Chris O'Connor, and then you know the the annual ones kind of grew from that. And honestly, that's been a huge part of the, my last 25 years is commuting and celebrating with all these people. Well, you know. John Denver, he, it wasn't just his music. For me, uh, he had such messages, and he did so much. I mean, his positive imprints were deep. Uh, a yeah. little, uh, he, he didn't get the correct attention that it really needed to have back then. He carried messages. He traveled around the world. He went to Africa. He worked with the presidents. Yeah. He worked with the Soviet Union. Uh, no, he was the tip of the spear for all of that. The messages in music with lyrics are not the words alone, but include the passionate playing from the musician behind the instrument. Chris Knoll, the late Pete Hutlinger, Jim Horn, Machido Sanchez, James Burton, Glenn D. and all of the band members throughout the years helped John Denver deliver his message through music. Chris Knoll is a humble man, and he shares this. Well, uh, John surrounded himself, uh, and I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm in the, this batch. I'm not saying this about me, but if you look at the alumni through John's career, <laughs> it's mind-boggling. James, James, Jim. Uh, all the studio musicians he worked with. Uh, so yeah, it, it's quite a lineup. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I don't know how every one of those musicians felt about what you just mentioned, but I know when they were on the stage with John, it all melted into this beautiful sound. And I got to tell you, when I first heard John live, before joining his band, I was called to possibly sub Glenn D., who I think is the greatest piano legend, one of the greatest piano legends. Uh, I haven't seen him in years, but I can't say enough good things about that guy. Um, 
Glenn was in John's band having serious back problems. So I got a call. Hey, we're, we're in Knoxville or so, somewhere kind of close. It's like, if Glenn can't do this gig, would you be willing to drive out and, and play? It's like, well, I'm thinking to myself, I don't know the music. <laughs> but what do you say as a musician? Yes, I'll be there. <laughs> so uh, it ended up to where Glenn finished that run and he was able. But being I was uh, on standby, John wanted to meet me. So they were playing in Nashville at the Grand Ole Opry House, huge venue, one of the coolest venues. I don't know if you've been to the Grand Ole Opry. I have. Okay. So it's like, oh, heck yeah, I'll, I'll come out and meet John Denver, sure, and, uh, <laughs> in the band. And uh, Chris O'Connor actually was orchestrating all this. But uh, so I walk in the back of the Opry and... I could not believe uh, John was already on the stage performing with Glenn and James. And uh, I couldn't believe walking to the side stage. And that's that's James Burton because I, I studied all those Elvis records live at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And there he is 20 feet from me. So as I say, uh, climbing the ladder, you know, making these, trying to climb up with the acts you're working with, this was like hitting the, the mother load, you know, for me. I, I grew up with uh, listening to Glenn D on records and James Burton. And so there's John out front singing. But so my first impression of John was he was like, he was like a foot or two off the microphone, which was like a different world for me. Cause I grew up with loud music where you're singing here and, you know, playing loud and the drummers cranking a backbeat and all that. And this was a totally different listening experience for me. Uh, the finesse of his vocal and then the band giving him all that space with their volume and what they're choosing to play. I could not, it was, it was like a different universe for me to, to see this and hear this from 25 feet away. And it's like, Oh, okay. This, this is something else. So, that impression, I never forget that impression of the first time hearing him from, a, you know, side stage and in the band too. It's like I, I couldn't believe the dynamics. And when people say the word dynamic, they might think loud or you know uh, percussion or dynamic, but dynamics could mean very soft and very elegant, and then all the room in between to the loud peaks. That's what dynamics are, soft to loud. And that changed my musical world, uh, hearing how that can be done. Wow, what a positive imprint that has stayed with you forever. Yes, that was a big positive imprint. Yes. All the piano music I've, uh, you know me doing it has to do with dynamics. Because, you know, you know... That's like that's like one level there. There's a lot of other levels between that, and a lot of pop, country, acts really have one level of dynamic. It's like how loud could we be, and let's stay loud. But there's other music, you know. And that could get loud too, but it, it has to move. And of course, I'm not the only one that knows this. There's a lot of, from classical music to jazz to uh, new age, uh, a lot of musicians pay attention to that. 
And if, if they don't, they need to. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's wisdom from Chris Noel right there. And, and you right. actually have done other things. It hasn't just been, you know, John Denver, although you have a huge following because of your work with John Denver and the compositions that you have learned to play so well, so beautifully and dynamically and yeah. keeping the music alive because it is extraordinary. Now, you have gotten into amazing compositions of your own. You have mesmerized me. And I remember the first time that you gave me one of your CDs and you just mm -hmm. said, I want you to tell me what you think. I listened to it and I absolutely fell in love with it. And oh, wow. Gumbalaya. Ah, oh, yeah. That's a funky little ditty. It, it is. I yeah. love it. It's very um, ryth rhythmic, and uh, I'm I'm glad you're dialed into that. I Thank am. You. I also love Juniper's Eve. The picture for you. That's really all supposed to do. Whatever that picture might be, right? Yeah. And then we started using your, or I started using your music, if you recall, in the classroom for the John Denver Environmental Days. Yep. And uh, you and Pete Hutlinger and Mac Bailey had allowed me to use the music with the students. From there, we started building a relationship and a friendship. You wanted to know what I thought about your music. And, and you told me. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> and then we Thankfully, it was what it was, too, right? about your music that is that has been transformational when my dad passed away in 2017 at christmas my spark just seemed like it went out for dancing for music i'd go to my dance classes and just kind of do the moves but i wasn't in it i decided maybe i had to listen to some music i put in your music wide horizons mm. 
So you relit my spark because I went oh. and I listened to your music and I just thought, you know, I got in touch with you about, hey, I have this idea. I'm thinking about doing a podcast. Well, could I use some of your music? Well, and you said, well, if you ever get it off the ground, you call and talk to me then. Well, I got oh. it off the ground. <laughs> uh, boy, did you. <laughs> yeah. Your music relit really the spark. And so I oh. always appreciate the, the music compositions that you've put out, which truly are reflective. Your Christmas arrangements are around the world. Oh, Holy Night is one of the prettiest, the, your arrangement oh. is one of the prettiest I've ever heard in my life. Oh my and God. same with your Jingle Bells. And they're, they're two drastically different styles. I, I, I'm a moody guy, I, and I think that's part of my, my art. Your genre um, being expansive? Yeah, you know, it just so, some moods I want to dig in and and get funky and then other moods I want to like you said be reflective and uh yeah it's a wide range and some of it some of it might be more appealing than other stuff but I've been true to myself uh and I think it may have set me back and hear me out on this um most musicians or actors or creative people need a brand they do this and then the next thing they do needs to follow up on that. And the next thing needs to follow up on that. And they need to stay within the rails of the brand. And that's really how you become very big because each time you release something, it builds on the la the, the same thing you did prior, only kind of more of it or a, just a slightly slight difference. But the musician in me wants to try everything radically different from singer songwriter to uh, moody piano to New Orleans piano to blues jazz. So my brand is all over the place, but I've, uh, I've made peace with that. And that's what I do is just try to make good music. Well, you do make good music. You also have a new one that just came out. Oh, I always have a new one. See, See, I release so many singles that I usually just quietly put them out on the platforms and see how they're embraced and then sometimes like i did a big album release with my piano perspectives uh the music of john denver volume two that was a complete album that was a more high profile release than than normal for mm -hmm. me but uh yeah you know uh i'm always releasing sheet music which we didn't really talk about much but uh my arrangements as you mentioned I make a lot of them available to other piano players and I know there some of them are advanced and might be a struggle so they're intermediate to advanced arrangements but you know uh, I think for someone who wants to push themselves a little mm -hmm. uh, they might be interested in reading some of those but anyway well, your jingle I lost bells. My point. <laughs> well, no, you were talking about the different genre, and you wanted to talk about the the sheet music. <laughs> the, so I did order many. I don't know when it was a long time ago. The sheet music mm. for Jingle Bells, and yeah, it, that's a hard one. It's a that's hard one. Good. It came in, yeah. and I looked at it, and I said, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. I had to give it to my mother. Yeah, Mom, I wouldn't hey. on anybody. <laughs> Thank you. 
I probably should do a simpler one. Yeah, there's there's so much of you know the. Uh, I, that's just so hard to transcribe the, the grace notes and the the rolls and stuff. But God bless you if you give it a whirl. Yeah, you you're good at it, and I can dance to it. So I like to use your your arrangements for my little Christmas dance. And that's all that matters. You're quite the dancer. Well, I'm getting older, so things change. And um, but so what else are we missing that you want to talk about? Oh, I don't really like to talk. So this was <laughs> this was like <laughs> this was like an extended version of what I normally say. So, uh, That's what podcasts are for. Oh yeah, you're supposed to talk on these, aren't you? Yeah. No, I, you know, I'm just glad that you and I have been friends and keep in touch, and uh, was invited to. Uh, discuss my music and discuss some of the events I've been involved with, some of the artists I've worked with. Yeah, it's, it's all good. It is. And you're also humble and you, you don't talk about yourself a lot. Um, you talk about your yeah. music. I, yeah, my mom used to get on me about that. Uh, see, all, I, I was always of the ilk where like, I'm just going to let let what I do speak for myself. But I think I dropped the ball. If I knew 40 years ago, you're really supposed to talk about yourself all the time if you're in show business. And that, <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> I've never gotten good at that. But I try on social media. Hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. It's uh, a friend of mine calls it shameless, shameless self-promotion. So, Oh, that's you know, cute. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's – and it's okay to be humble when you're as great as you are, huh? <laughs> oh, geez. Could I say that? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and say that. <laughs> yeah, so your positive imprint transforms how we live today for a better tomorrow. So how are your positive imprints transforming lives for bettering tomorrow? Uh, I, I could only hope that people who listen to my music get some, of course, entertainment, but maybe at a deeper level, some peace, some in inspiration. And uh, music is a funny thing. It, it could tell you things that you really can't even put into words or speak. People feel it like at a guttural level. And like kiddingly, I said where I don't like to talk sometimes because sometimes you really – can't say what you're trying to say, but through music you can. And then, uh, of course, positive imprint, the healing and relief I'm seeing with uh, these therapy sessions, co-writing sessions has, has really, really affected me in a good way. I don't know, being alive is really about having hope and purpose and music gives me that, and we'll see how long that could go on. Well, I hope it goes on forever as long as, as I'm around because I love listening to everything that you come out with. And, of course, you had relit the spark, and, and part of that relighting of the spark got me to do this podcast. And I truly love doing the podcast. You inspire. And like you Aww. said – your words come from your music and 
and it's fun to watch you play too. The faces that you make. And, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I, I've been doing make some weird faces. <laughs> Some of those hard licks, you know, yeah. you have to grimace <laughs> to try to get them. Yeah, it, it's fun to watch you, and and I'm anxious to see you again, and and um, Jennifer, and and just yeah, hang. So, last inspiring words for the listeners. Wow, I, I wish I was better at this, but uh, you know, trust yourself. You you get. Uh, you get messages from all different directions on how to move forward and listen to yourself and listen uh, listen to the signals you get and keep moving forward with whatever talents you have or whatever people you need to assist or help or, you know. Yeah, trust your instincts. Well, and you trusted your instincts when you were nine years old. <laughs> so that is such sage advice, Chris, because Aww. look at where you are today and how you are transforming people's lives and transforming the music world with your wisdom and your own inspiration. So I truly well, thank, thank you. you. Well, I thank you for all your positive imprints. Well, You've inspired me. Your podcast is so, so wonderfully done, and I'm happy to be a part of it and want to continue to be a part of it. Chris, thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, Catherine. Well, it was a pleasure being here and chatting with you. To learn more about Chris Knoll, go to chrisknoll.com, C-H-R-I-S-N-O-L-E. Chris is going to end the year with a Christmas message here at Your Positive Imprint on December 23rd. Thanks for joining us for these two episodes featuring Chris Knoll, and those would be episodes 192 and 193. I'm getting close to 200. I cannot believe it. Well, music used with permission, Hambone Boogie from Chris's single, Hambone Boogie, St. Christopher and Me from Little Rum Boogie, Calypso and For You from Fly Away, Juniper Eve from Barrel House Boogie, Far and Wide from Songs of the Wide Horizon, and the absolute best arrangements in the world of Jingle Bells from A Chris Knoll Christmas and, of course, Oh Holy Night, which is available on Chris's Toyland CD. Don't forget, Chris will share your positive imprints end-of-the-year Christmas message here on December 23rd. Now hit that follow, subscribe, or download button now. Your positive imprint. What's your P.I.?